0: to the weekly podcast for City Chapel at Slaughter Creek, the world's okayest church right here in Austin. Get to know us better at citychapelchurch.com. We're so glad that you joined us today and hope you enjoy the message. All right, so I'd like to share a message with you guys today uh, after much prayer and um Fasting, I actually fasted for this, um, and it's been great. I, I feel like uh, I've got a message, hopefully, for somebody in the room today. Um, so our scripture today is uh, from John 10:10, 10, 10, and if we can have that on the screen. All right, it says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. All right. So I don't know about you guys, but uh, with me and Priscilla, we've been getting a lot from what we've been talking about uh, the last six weeks with, with forgiveness. It's been really helpful, and I hope it's been helpful for you guys too. Has it been helpful? Okay, very cool. So, yeah, I just want to share some thoughts. been having some conversations with God. He's been uh, revealing some things to me. But before we do that, I do want to talk about life and life more abundantly. What, is, what does that mean and how do we get it? But we, before we do that, let's go ahead and pray. We've got to calm down a little bit from all that game. <laughs> so, God, I'm just so thank you, thankful for this opportunity, Lord, to share your word. pray that you work through me today. That even in a, a kid's Sunday setting, Lord, That everyone here will get something, both the the young and the adult, that uh, you would reveal yourself in your word today. And as we say in Kids Church, open up our eyes to see, our ears to hear, and more importantly, soften our hearts to receive what you have for us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So, I've been saved uh, about 12 years now. Ooh. And, um, If you asked me 12 years ago if I had any unforgiveness or bitterness in my heart, I would tell you definitely yes. I was the king of someone that can hold the grudge. I can go for months. Uh, It didn't matter who it was. It could be family. It could be friends. I can hold that grudge. And um, I was good at it. Now, so when Pastor Harry started preaching about... um, Forgiveness. I thought, oh, you know, I'm good. I, you know, I've taken care of all of that. You know, I've been, I've been, uh, saved for 12 years. So when I was saved and I gave my life to Christ, I immediately started just letting go any offenses. If I hurt anybody, I would be quick to ask for forgiveness. And that was with family, with friends, and especially with church family. I was, I was ready to do that. But like I said, when Pastor Harry started preaching about this, I was like, oh, you know, I don't harbor any uh, uh, unforgiveness in my heart. I'm good to go, right? Did anybody else say that when the the teaching started? Okay, thank you. Thank you for being honest. I'm not the only one up here today. So I said, yeah, I was right. But then God was like, mm, no, no, you're not. There's some things that we need to talk about. <laughs> so I want to talk to you guys about drive-thrus. I don't know if anyone else feels the same way about drive-thrus, okay? I, I just don't like going to drive throughs I get anxious, I get, oh, they don't know what they're doing, and I'd rather go inside, sit down, order my food, and enjoy it. Now, I'm okay if I go by myself, right? I'm, I'm ordering, it's just me and the person in the intercom we're having a conversation, but when the entire family is in the car, they're telling me what they want, and then the person in the intercom is like, oh, what else, what else, what else? it it just gets a little chaotic and I get anxious and it doesn't help that they're, they're in a hurry, right? Except, except Chick-fil-A. They, they, they got that down. You know, they go to church on Sunday. They're not open on Sunday. So they, they got it down. It's those those other restaurants that don't, don't get it. So yeah. So you're ordering and they're every response to your, um, uh, whatever you're saying, whatever you're ordering is like, anything else, anything else, anything else, anything else. Is that it? Is that it? Like, no, I got more. (laughs) And then when you finally say, that's it, they say, drive up. So you drive up to the first window. They open the door and 1095. No, no, thank you. No. Hello. How you doing today? So glad you came. You made my day. I'm just kidding, but they don't say thank you. They just want your money. They give you your car back and your receipt. Okay. I guess I'm going to drive up now. So you drive up to the second window, same thing, right? They open the door, they give you your bag. They don't even smile. It's like, okay, thank you. And you walk away. It's not customer service at all. And I can tell you, I worked for 30 years in the customer service industry. Fast food is one of them. I worked at McDonald's and the restaurant called Hardee's. I don't know if anybody knows that. But uh, I was trained pretty good to do customer service, right? So I know it. And I used to think, man, I could make a lot of money going around the city and training people how to be good uh, employees, doing good customer service, right? But what was wrong with what I just shared with you guys? Micah? Making money? Thinking about money only? Yeah, yeah. What? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, we can think about that, right? But but what, the problem with what I was sharing is that I wasn't, I was being prideful. I thought I know it all, and that's what God told me. You are you think you know it all, and you're just being prideful. And then he said, you don't have grace for people. It's like, what? Where did that come from? I, I'm i just talking about customer service, talking about money. You know, the worldly view will, will make you think that it's okay. All those things that I just said is okay, I, you know. You just want to make money, uh, support your family, things like that. You know, I'm a customer and I deserve to be treated well, you know. But God is saying to me, you're just being prideful and you don't have uh, grace for people. And I was like, I don't know where that's coming from. And I was sharing this at staff meeting and they're like, you know, there's got to be a root cause. You know, something happened. You just didn't wake up one day and you're just grumpy when you go to drive through Something happened. So I began to ask God, what's, what's going on? And I prayed this prayer in, um, in Psalm 139, if we can have that up. And it said, so David, just like David asked God, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. There's that word again, life. So the, the thing about this scripture is if you pray that, God will tell you. He's not going to hold back. He's going to tell you. You're being prideful. You don't have grace for people. He's not going to hold back, especially if it's going to hinder your walk. Now, funny story with me and Priscilla. There's been times that she and I are, are debating about something, arguing about something. We just can't get to the matter of it, right? We can't figure out what's going on. So I'll walk away. And I'll pray that pray, right? Say, God, what's what's going on? Person and I are not on the same page. Tell me what's going on in my heart. And nine times out of ten, God will say, Yep, you're right, go apologize to your wife. And um uh, and it happens all the time. And um I wanna just tell the the men in the in the room today, you know, if you're having a disagreement with your wife and you just want peace pray that prayer and he's going to tell you the same thing yep you're wrong go apologize to your wife it never fails but what is the root cause? okay so I asked God that and he brought back uh, to memory something that had happened an offense that I had kind of forgotten and what had happened was uh, I remember we, we were hanging out with some friends at the house. Uh, we were having dinner, playing games, and just having a conversation. And I remember we're in the dinner table and we're, we're talking. And I'm sharing and everybody's looking at me. And, but the next thing you know, a couple, couple people turned around. They started having their own conversation. And then the next thing you know, everybody's like talking. And I didn't even finish what I was saying. I was like, oh, okay, I guess I don't get to share what I was going to share. So I was offended. I was hurt. I felt like they didn't want to hear what I had to say. And whether they did it intentionally or unintentionally, the enemy already put that in my head that, you know, they don't care about what you, you have to say. And so I, I held that in my heart, and I didn't want to deal with it. Um, to me, I was right. I didn't do anything wrong. They, they were wrong. But the problem with that is that it began to grow in my heart, and I became bitter every time i felt like someone was not paying attention to me i was offended by it Uh, and that's what was happening on the drive-through and it happened very recently we just had man day what two three weeks ago and uh, i decided that i'm going to take the boys and we're going to go an hour early right we're going to get some stuff done and so we go in nine o'clock and you can just tell something's going on they're behind they're running around uh they're not ready for anybody but when you go to the range in Lockhart you have to go up to this white table and on this white table they have printed all of their rules and regulations to make sure that everybody's being safe right and so I'm reading the, the statements and one of the things that they want you to do is say out loud something so that they know that you're actually reading it and you're not just standing there pretending that you're reading it and so well I I read one of the instructions wrong I was supposed to say a number but instead, I said the statement. And so I said it out loud. I don't even know what it was. I said it out loud. And the next thing you know, the guy behind the counter is like, why did you say that? And I was like, oh, because it said there. And then Christian tapped my back and said, no, Dad, you're supposed to read the number. I said, oh, okay, I, I, I got it wrong. And so the guy, he was mad. and he's like, well, say it then. I was like, okay. So from that point on, I was just offended by everything that he said uh he was i felt like he was treating me like a little kid and um yeah i was just hurt and i didn't want to deal with him anymore but that's just exactly what happens when you hold bitterness and anger in your heart that can show up in other things that you are doing and so that's exactly what our first scripture is saying the enemy wants to blind us and and not make us uh, known to anything that we're harboring in our heart he wants to uh, steal kill and destroy he wants to steal your soul he wants to kill your joy he wants to destroy your faith he is good at deceiving us blinding us to think that everything is okay but the entire time you've got sin in your heart and you don't even know it i thought that i was right because i didn't do anything wrong they were wrong the enemy doesn't want you to heal from your hurt he doesn't Want you to walk in the life that jesus laid his life for us So the bitterness and the sin in your heart will cause you to have No fruit in your life Before long you're not loving to your neighbor. You're not patient. You've lost your joy and you have no peace But Jesus came that we may have life and that we may have it abundantly So how do we acquire this abundant life, right? Well, first we have to agree that we have sinned, ask God for forgiveness and believe that his son died on the cross for us. And when we do that, then we can be sure that we have life in eternity. And that's what that scripture is saying at the end there. That's abundant life, but that's not all we can have abundant life now. It's just not talking about when we give our life to Christ, then we have this thing to look forward to, which is eternal life. We can have abundant life now. Um, it's all tied together. Pastor Harry and I were talking uh, about this the other day, and he said it's not a segmented event. You, you don't first give your life to Christ, then two, you wait till you die, and then two, you have everlasting life. It's all a continuation. The moment that you give your life to Christ, you now have abundant life. But what, all, what is abundant life? okay abundant life is not the the promotion you've been working hard for thinking that that's going to make things better it's not the title that you're working hard for thinking that if I just have that title then everybody would respect me it's not the money in your bank account thinking that if I have just enough money saved in my bank account things will be better for me now and in the future it's not your 401k your trust fund it's not your life insurance It's not a big house or a fancy vacation, and it's not possessions. Abundant life now in this world is having the peace that God gives us when we know him. It's knowing what God has done and what God can do. It's a peace that we have in any situation because we know that God has us, and he has a better plan. It's having the peace when we lose a job, fall on hard times, or get a diagnosis. It's knowing that because of what Jesus did on the cross, we can have abundant life now and for eternity. Now, living in abundant life means having God's protection over us. Jesus is our shepherd, and a true shepherd lays his life for his flock. Now, you'll know that you have abundant life when you exhibit these following things, okay? You have love for others. You have joy and peace in any situation. You have patience when you need it. You are faithful. You have goodness and gentleness. You are kind even when it's not given to you, something I wasn't exhibiting, and you exhibit self-control. So if all of that is abundant life, what is the opposite of abundant life? The opposite of that is death, death now and death for eternity. So which one would you pick? Would you pick abundant life or would you pick death? real quick question Micah you would pick abundant life right yeah I would pick abundant life I think you guys would too right and it's very clear it's not like this unclear thing that God is telling you that oh maybe you should pick this or you should pick that it's very clear and it's not like where you're you're in a game show right and you don't know what's going on and I want to do something kind of silly but if I can get um, let's say Corbin can you come up here Corbin And then what what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask this side of the room to say the word number one, okay? So when I say, say your number, say number one. Let's practice that real quick. Everybody say number one on this side. Number one. And then everybody on this side say number two. Number two. All right. So, like I said, it's not like a game show where you win the opportunity to pick the grand prize, right? So we're just going to pretend that you are our winner today, Corbin. And I want to say... Congratulations Corbin Fenton you are now our grand prize winner and you have the opportunity to win a vacation of a lifetime now we have two envelopes okay envelope number one and envelope number two in this envelope there is a ticket the ticket gives you uh, all expense paid trip to uh, Disney World Legoland Universal all places we want to go to right uh, the kids and all you have to do is pick one, okay? Which one would you pick? Okay, so let's help her decide. So that's, that's when you guys say, number one, number two. I have no idea. All right, so we're going we're gonna to have her just pick one. Do you think number one or number two has the ticket? Number two. Number two, all right. So we're going to pick number two. Jonathan said, "No, no, no. All right, let's see if you won the grand ticket. You ready? No, It says, "Sorry." All right. Number one, hit the ticket in it. It's the same thing. It also says, "Sorry,) Thank you, Corbin. You so, yeah, it was rigged. But, you know, the options is very clear. Like I said, it's not like a game show where you don't know the options, right? You, it's all, you're shouting number one, you're shouting number two. You guys don't know. She doesn't know. But we know what the options are. The option is life abundant or death. Which one would you pick, right? And you guys, if I said life abundant is envelope number one and death is number two, which one would you pick? Number one, right? But here's the thing. Even if you wanted envelope number one, you have to do something to receive that. It's it's available for you, but you have to do something, right? And that's what Pastor Harry's been preaching about, and that's forgiveness. We have to forgive the people that offended us the people that hurt us the people that makes me act the way i'm acting right and as for me i released that i've released all the folks that offended me in that way because you know that situation it didn't just happen once it happened multiple times with different people uh different location it kept happening happening before you know i was just mm, getting mad and repressing in my heart and the problem with that is it, it can grow and before long you're just mad at everybody you're right and everything's wrong everybody else is wrong so I've released that and I want to encourage you guys to release that so uh, to help the children uh, understand what we're teaching about today I'm gonna do a quick illustration uh, about what we're teaching uh, about today thank you miss Yvonne thank you thank you all right so what I brought she gets a ticket yeah. Alright, so In my illustration today I brought an empty bottle with just a straw Coming out of it And this represents our heart Silence Science, that's right Science, so an empty bottle Now this represents our heart, okay And then I've got three bottles With three different color uh, Water in it, okay Now The bottles with the color in it represents the things that we're holding in our heart, okay? So we're going to talk about that today. And then I have a white balloon, and that represents God, okay? All right, so here's our heart. And let's say this is all the offenses, the anger that you have. So let's say kids, for example. Let's say someone spread a lie about you, okay? And it made you upset. Okay? Let's say that someone's bullying you physically or uh, verbally. Okay? And that's in your heart now. It's made you mad and you don't want to forgive anybody. And then here's the other one. So let's say this is something as simple as you've got this toy and you cherish it because somebody special, maybe grandma or grandpa gave it to you. And you let someone borrow it and they broke it. And you're so upset now. And they're laughing about it, right? Oh, it's just a toy. No big deal. But you're upset, right? And let's say um, there was this huge party at the school. And everyone's invited but except you. You're like, it hurt your feelings. It made you mad. You don't want to go to school anymore. And then the last one. let's say you got anger just something made you mad okay someone said something uh, and they made fun of you in, in in front of the entire school and everybody now is talking about you and for you guys though you can just think about the things that might have made you upset or you're still upset about okay we're all holding that in our heart and it looks kind of nasty right You know, what's interesting is that studies have shown that if you hold on to unforgiveness or you hold on to sin, it can cause a lot of physical illness. It can cause depression, lack of sleep. Maybe that's why I haven't been sleeping very well, right? It can cause diabetes. It can cause heart disease. It can cause all these things. It's literally killing you by holding on to those things, right? Our scripture said, he came to still kill, and destroy. That's what he's doing. But we have God, right? And we can ask God to come help us do that. And we need God. We can't do this on our own. We need God because God knows how to forgive, right? So I'm going to blow this up real quick. We've got a science kid in the house. so this is god this is your heart full of anger and unforgiveness and you want to hang on to it right you're thinking oh i can handle this god no they need to come to me first that's the hill i'm gonna die on come to me first and we can have peace right so so yeah sometimes you want to hang on to it too much and you let go of god and and it was gone but you know what god is faithful because i have another balloon (laughs) god is faithful right he's not gonna go anywhere he's there right beside you but you have to do you have to accept him you have to forgive he's not gonna twist your arm and say hey you can have abundant life if you could just do this no you have a choice abundant life Or death. So we're going to blow this again. Okay. We need a lot of Jesus. So this is what happens when you ask God to come and help you with what's going on with your heart. Okay. He after all knows What it is to forgive somebody, okay? So we ask God, come, come help me. It it just takes a prayer. Come help me with what I'm struggling with my heart. Can I have this real quick? I forgot. I was about to make a uh, a mess here. All right, so this is what happens when we ask God to come into our heart, okay? Sure. Thank you, Pastor. All right, so we ask God to come into our heart. And this is what happens. He takes... Thank you. He takes it all and he removes it from your heart. Listen, can we have that scripture in Luke up on the screen? It says... This is Jesus on the cross, okay? This is not Jesus walking in the garden. He's like having fun. This is Jesus on the cross. He's nailed to the cross. And he said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing, okay? This is the man that just got beaten. He got spat on. He got whooped. They called him names. He had to carry the cross, and ultimately, he was nailed to the cross he's referring to them he's referring to us okay we did all of that and after all of that Jesus said father forgive them for they do not know what they are doing Jesus knows how to forgive and if we're struggling with that today we just need to ask him to come into our heart and help us release that okay I want to encourage you guys today live abundant life don't choose death it's a simple choice there's no smoke and mirrors the options are clear pick abundant life through Christ Jesus because he is the way the truth and the life let's pray father God we are so thankful that you made a way that we can have abundant life and that's through your son Jesus he came he spent time with us, he was tempted, he was humiliated, he was beaten, all so that he can know what it feels like for us to go through all of that. And so we thank you for the life that He laid so that we can have life. Search our heart, O oh Lord. There's anything, Lord, that we need to surrender to you, reveal that to us, Lord may we not be people that think that we know it all just because i've been a someone that's been saved for 12 years doesn't mean i'm i can't hold anything against people that can still happen so i'm still broken so i lay my life to you help me with this thank you as we celebrate next Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, we are so thankful for the, the loving work that you did on the cross. We praise you for that. We give your life. In Jesus' name we pray.